Life Audio. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Homeschooling Families Podcast. I'm your host, Leslie Nunnery, and I am so glad you're here. Today, we have a very special guest with us, former stealth pilot and tactical deception officer James R. Hannibal is not only an author of suspense and fantasy novels, but he's also the lead developer of a unique project that combines tabletop role-playing games and biblical curriculum, and I cannot wait for you to learn all about it. He's here to tell us about the Light Raiders Adventure Bible System and how it can be an extraordinary tool for discipleship-focused homeschooling families like yours. Now, I feel I would be remiss here if I didn't invite you to check out the Heart School book I wrote to define and describe how to apply the parenting and homeschooling principles that we talk about here at Teach Them Diligently. I am convinced that every Christian parent is called to be a heart schooler and to focus on giving their children a strong foundation for their faith and a great education that will prepare them to walk through whatever doors God opens for them in the days ahead. You can get your own copy of Heart School book in the digital format. You can get an audio book. You can get a paperback. You can even dive into the masterclass, which will help you think through and apply the principles even more deeply. Learn more about Heart School by going to teachthemdiligently.net forward slash book. Now stay tuned. I'll be right back with James R. Hannibal of Light Raiders Adventure Bible System. Welcome back to the Homeschooling Families Podcast. I am really excited that you're here with us today. I love to talk about discipleship tools and just creative ways that we can help our kids grow in their walk with the Lord, help them gain a strong foundation for their faith. And I think that you are going to love what we're talking about today. I have James R. Hannibal with me today, and we're going to be talking all about the Light Raiders Adventure Bible System and how it came about and what it is and all this stuff. So you are in for a real treat. James, welcome to the podcast. I am so glad that you're joining us today. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you very much for having me. Well, you are very welcome. Can you tell everybody, as as we were talking before and as I was looking over your stuff, you have a really, really interesting story of the way that God has led your life and what you've been able to do. Before we dive into the stuff that you've written and created, can you tell us just a little bit about who you are and where you come from? So I am, I'm a Christian author. Uh, Before that, I was an Air Force officer. So I got my start at the U.S. Air Force Academy studying counterterrorism, and uh, that led me into flying a couple of pretty cool airplanes, the A-10 um, Warthog and the B-2 Stealth Bomber. And then uh, so when I got out of that, I also have always been a writer. I've been you know, writing since I was a kid. So I, I started writing, and I had to get the first three books that I wrote approved by multiple military program security offices. So make sure I didn't accidentally say something classified and, and things like that. They did approve them. And, uh, and so that kind of launched my, my writing career. And then uh, that led into being able to write for some Christian publishers and, and into creating games and things. So that's kind of my, the very short version of, of how I wound up where, where we are today or how God, God led me here today. 
That is so awesome. And I love the way that God uses all the different things that he puts in our hands. And that's what he, that that's actually how he uses us in the days ahead, the adventure, the, the intensity that you had in the stuff that you were able to do, you know, professionally led you into this new, new line of work, writing intense and adventurous novels and games and stuff. And it's just, it's, it's so awesome to look at how God works in those ways. It really is. So can you tell us a little bit about, I, I know that you all are in the middle of launching this brand new thing, and I, I'm i so excited about it. I want you to tell us a little bit about what is the Light Raiders Adventures Bible system and, and why why is it good for families? So the, the Light Raiders system is a Bible curriculum Framed in a role-playing game. And if you're not familiar with those, that's essentially the students are creating a character and taking part in the story and actually contributing to the story themselves. And so they're going out on these quests. But in Light Raiders, they're using scripture and the applications to accomplish goals within the quest, to ask for help, to counsel each other when things go wrong. And so they're using a set specific set of verses for each episode, and then taking part in this continuing quest, but it stops at a cliffhanger each episode. And after the cliffhanger, there's a a Bible study wrap-up that brings those verses and applications together. So you can think of it almost, if you're not familiar with a role-playing game concept, you can think of it as choose your adventure Bible study, in which the characters not only, uh, the students not only are, are choosing their path, but they're also growing with the story, growing in uh, rank and in their capabilities with uh, applying scripture. Yeah, that is that is so fun and and so engaging. I um even as you were talking about it, I thought my my boys and my girls, but but really, I, I was thinking how much because my boys loved that kind of stuff, especially would have just absolutely loved learning this way with those the the role playing that they're doing, the situations they find themselves in. Are these more fantastical or are they more real world type situations? So they are fantastical. So the, the Light Raiders realm is this big fantasy realm um, that was originally created by Dick Wolf and back in the 1980s. And so we started, and that's a whole backstory there too, to how we wound up uh, doing Light Raiders. But so we've expanded that with novels and these are fantasy novels with knights and dragons and, and creatures and things like that. And so a lot of what takes place in the story is allegorical, and that is in Dick's original concept and in what we've carried forward is very important to the learning because you're engaging different parts of the brain as you learn and, and you get a, a, a fuller, your, 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 your brain wraps around it just a little bit more and that, that increases retention, um, at least in, in our experience. And so we think the fantasy allegory combined with the the use of the scripture during the story and then the wrap up at the end really brings the it all together for retention. Yeah, fall fall allergy season gets all of us, I think. <laughs> but yeah, I, I just, the things that my kids learned through allegories, through stories, the the way that they carried them through, even now that they're young adults, they will echo back to some of those truths they understand and they understood at the time what the true meaning was, but the memory tool of tying them to something that is story related, something that is fantasy related, whatever, was so powerful that I am thrilled that you're tying this all together 
For those families who are listening in who may not be familiar with role-playing games or with really even the concept of of using this kind of an approach, can you explain, and honestly, may even be a little afraid of it. They may, you know, have some concerns about it. Before we get too far into it, I want you to address those that may have concerns and how this kind of a role-playing adventure is is healthy and good and and how it fits into what they're trying to do as families. So role-playing, uh, a role-playing game is a medium, just like a fictional novel or a nonfiction novel or poetry. So there are a lot of role-playing games out there. The most famous role-playing game has uh, a lot of bad press, has an amoral system that can lead down some bad paths. And so that has given, uh, especially in our community, the the, the word role-playing game a, a, a bad connotation. And so James R. Brown, who is one of our designers, worked on the One Ring games for the Lord of the Rings license through the Tolkien estate. And that's a very different role-playing game. It's it's very different in mechanics and very different in its moral system than other things. And so it was it was wonderful that he's also a pastor and a, and a Christian brother. And so for, you know, for him to come on board and be part of our design team and, and really creating a streamlined thing. The other thing that, that people uh, sometimes are intimidated by with role-playing games is they a lot of times are rules-heavy. The the first role-playing games came back in the 50s and were, were really Civil War strategy games and World, you know, World War I strategy games where you're, you're moving pieces on a board. And, and so the rules grew from there. And so you have role-playing games now that have 250-page rule books. Oh, my stars. Every little, <laughs> yes, it's, it's crazy, right? So our, our entire rule set is 30 pages, and that includes a number of quick reference pages where you, you can have it open and you just see this is exactly what I need to do here step by step by step. So we've really streamlined it. And so for us, what sets us apart, one, is just that we have an objective. A lot of a lot of role-playing games that are out there, whether they're sci-fi based or fantasy based or real world imitation, is that they they're really just about collecting stuff and breaking things and 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 so on and so forth. Because it's it's that's what a thriller is. If you go to watch any spy spy movie, there's an, a MacGuffin, which is an objective that they have to attain. They break a lot of stuff on their way, which is where the action is, and then they 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 get the objective. And sometimes there's some romance. Um, so uh, <laughs> the difference, what sets us apart, is our objective is Christ. Our objective is understanding and learning Scripture in the context of of the whole Word of God, and so. We have a very different focus as we go through each each piece of the quest. Now, it's still a fantasy, fun adventure, so there are going to be objectives to to attain, and and there are battles. We you know we battle with creatures that represent various sins and trials that we face in the world in the game. But we're using we're facing those creatures and those trials with the word of God to help us understand its real world applications. Yeah. So we, you know, I guess what sets us apart is, is, is our objective, but also the simplicity of the system. It's, it's not an intimidating system. It's actually very much, it's a lot closer to choose your adventure than a lot of what we think of as traditional role playing games. Hold that thought. We will be right back after a short break. And I'm so glad that you addressed that because there have been even non role playing games. There have been other games that we bought that still sit downstairs because we opened it and we we're like, nope, 
when are we ever going to have time to dive into this and figure it out? So I'm so grateful that especially since there is a missional element to this and where I want to get into that next, but that you made this achievable and attainable for families rather than overwhelming and like defeating as soon as they open the box. Yeah, we we appreciate the appreciate that because you know, James, we've been doing this for five years and and James is a genius rules designer, has worked so hard. We've been through multiple play tests, you know, 150 different uh, individuals working on play tests and things like that in order to really bring these rules down to something that's understandable. And for, we could be, you know, the other thing about role-playing games is their, their, their demographic that they, that they are designed to appeal to is the, the person who's going to play five hours at a time on, on a Saturday, right. right? And, and really loves all the rule set. Well, that's not what we want. We want this to reach every family. We want this to reach homeschool families so they can use it as, as a very engaging Bible curriculum. And so we need to make this immediately accessible to a homeschool mom or dad when they open the book. And that's that's what James has worked on. Yeah, that is fantastic. I'm so glad to hear that. And I also want to double back to something that you said a second ago. You were talking about the scripture memory element of what you all are doing and the fact that you really play up application and context. As someone who talks about discipleship all the time and giving your kids a foundation for your faith, I am really passionate about helping our kids know the Bible, but also know how the Bible applies and how the Bible fits together. So explain to me how you all approach scripture memory, but you tie it in with application and context, because so many of the programs that I've seen, you're just memorizing scripture, but you're not actually putting them in place. So, and we, we prioritize application and context over memory. We, we encourage memory. So you think, so the, the students get wisdom points for using scripture. So wisdom points is like the currency of the game. You earn wisdom points and you can, you can use that in different situations. You gain one wisdom point for using a scripture in its application. You gain two wisdom points for saying it from memory. So we, we really encourage, um, and that's how they develop their characters and things like that. So we do encourage the memory, but the application and context are are vital to discipleship and and to to building young Christians. So we have spent a lot of time, actually, over the last twenty or thirty years, as as a church community, with a number of scripture memory programs, and which is great because we want to know the word. But when we remember or memorize isolated verses. We lose the context right. of scripture, which is super important. And that leaves them open to, to misunderstanding, misinterpretation. God had a purpose with every word or has a purpose with every word in his scripture. And so for us to fully understand that purpose, we need to know the context in the individual chapter and then how it applies to scripture as a whole. So when we're doing a youth discipleship program, it, we don't believe it's asking too much to not just do the scripture memory, but also ask them to say the application. And so we have, we uh, have them do that in the fantasy situation when their friends get injured by a dark creature and they get in, infected with the dark, dark creature's poison, which represents uh, some sort of sin, then they can apply a verse, give its application like medicine to help their friends heal. And so that helps them internalize not just the verse, but what it really means in the context of scripture. Oh, that is that is just awesome. And I love it because 
a lot of what we passed on to our kids was conversational. It was applicational. We were quoting scripture or using scripture in those exact contexts. And so to get them used to doing that is so powerful because that's, we want to teach our kids to think biblically, to approach every problem biblically, and to give them the opportunity to do that in these fun, creative situations is, is really exciting. But how, how difficult was it? And, and you guys are so creative. I'm, I'm just sitting here just grinning from ear to ear as you're talking about it. But how difficult was it to, to take a Bible curriculum and transform it in the way that you have? Because to me, those two things seem not, not at all at odds, but I wouldn't have thought of them together, I guess is the, is the thing. So past attempts have led down some precarious paths because when we use scripture in allegory, there's a danger of using Bible verses like magic spells in, in a fantasy world. Right. And so James and I and others sat down to really hash that out and decide how are we going to teach scripture in a fantasy situation, which, you know, this is a scripture from our world, but we're using it in the fantasy world. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the uh, the application I just talked about is is one of the ways we talked uh, we 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 came to we also do knocking so the students if they run into a situation where they're having a difficulty in the game they can knock and so it, it's on them to look at the verses that are before them in their student guide and choose from them and say what what verse applies to the situation when I'm giving a prayer for help and so then. They can knock and ask for help, and then if they've correctly applied the scripture, then you know you as the as the leader can can give them the hint or the help that that they need. And so then we also uh, have them as declarations of of God's sovereignty. And so God is sovereign over all creation. So all the bad creatures and things in this in this realm are corruptions of His creation. So when we declare God's sovereignty over that creation, then that that can bring them down. And so again, we are stressing the application in the real world of recognizing God's sovereignty over the troubles and trials we face in the real world and looking to him for hope and peace. So those are some of the things that we we came up with. Again, we've been five years in development on this, trying to make sure that we do this the way that God wants us to do so that we can properly disciple and teach his word to a new generation with 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 fantasy allegory, which can be so effective. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm very excited to get to see this. Before, as you were talking, I'm, I'm trying to make sure that I understand exactly how it's set up. Is this, is there an electronic element to this? Is this all a physical game that you've provided? How does, how is the setup there? So this is a, this is a tabletop pen and paper game. So it is, you have a uh, adventure, use them as the leader, which we call the adventure master, have an adventure guidebook. And you have little pieces of story that you read to players. And so it says read to players right there. And so you, it's all in italics. And so you read those bits of story and then you have cues and you can tell them, here's your, here's what options you have. So later on, as they get better at it, you can let them come up with their own options, you know, but in the early stages, give them these cues to say, here's the kind of actions you can take in at this outpost or, or whatever. And then based on the actions they take, the guidebook will tell you what to do, whether they have to roll the dice to accomplish some objective like finding a hidden scroll or whether they have to talk to a sergeant and encourage him with a piece of scripture because he's down or or, or something like that. So you give them those options. They make choices. 
They have foolish and wise choices, so they can either gain or lose wisdom points. And and then you go from there. But it's all right there in the guidebook. The students have a a, a character sheet in front of them that they're that they're keeping track of their extra wisdom points and their scores and things like that. So it's penny, it's old school, it's pen and paper, it's 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 reading out of a book. We do have an app developer working on an app so that people will be able to play this long distance on a Zoom type format, but that is a little further down the road. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually I love the fact that it's pen and paper because I love the reading aloud element. I love how that brings families together. In fact, we David and I did a podcast a couple of weeks ago that was all about how dads can be involved in homeschooling. And we went in a direction that I think most people were were kind of surprised by. But I also see this as being something that if we were doing this when my kids were younger, this would be something that we would all do together. This isn't a during the school day, you know, just me and the kids type of thing. We would probably hold this and do this in the evenings with dad. What is your whole vision and and kind of how as you've tested and played around with it and stuff, what what kind of applications as far as how do you see families doing it together? Is there an end to it? Like, is there a, a scope to it where you get to the end and come out the other side about how long does it takes? Or take, tell us a little bit more about the mechanics of it in that way. So as, as people are thinking how they can use it in their own families, they can have more information about it. So there's a lot of flexibility for the system. Certainly families that want to play whole family and need to wait for dad to come home can do that together. We wanted to make it accessible so that you don't have to do that. Yep. If mom or if dad want to play with the kids during the, during the school day, one of the things I mentioned earlier about role-playing games is, is they... They don't have good episodic stopping points. So you will get together with a, with a group and play play for five, six hours at a time with pizza and, and, right. and soda cans everywhere and, so and all then- that. So with this, we wanted to make this accessible as a curriculum. And so, and that was, boy, I tell you, that was one of the most difficult pieces was breaking it down into 30 to 45 minute episodes right. with the Bible study wrap up. And so in each semester, you have two quests. And during those quests, the students will rank up in the middle of the quest and at the end of the quest. So you're actually, the students are gaining rank. They start as a potential and they become a cadet at Light Reader Academy. And there's a number of cadet ranks. Then they become scouts and then they can become knights. And so there's multiple ranks all the way through about 24 total ranks. We have a a planned six semester system. So the first box set that we are launching here is the first semester if you play it twice a week. But it is available or designed to be accessible as a one-hour lesson during the school day if you want to or in the evening, again, because that's one of the intimidating things about other systems is if if you start in the evening when dad comes home, you're not going to be – I don't want to get too deep into mechanics, but the way – we have a very, very streamlined system, so it moves very quickly. In other systems, a single scene – in an episode where a battle can take an hour and a half or more. So nobody wants to sit down. No, not nobody. Some of us do. But um, <laughs> uh, there are a lot of folks that are not going to want to sit down at seven o'clock in the evening or six o'clock in the evening after dinner and yep. begin something that you're probably going to be playing for two, three hours if you want to get anywhere. So we designed something that you could get through, that you get to the end of the episode in in an hour. And then after 12 episodes, you get to the end of that quest and you go on to the next quest. And so then the, the full system will be, will be six semesters where students can grow all the way to guardian. 
That's awesome. One of the things about growing them with the system also is when we go to the level two scriptures and the level three scriptures and so on and so forth, we're not just bringing in new scriptures. We are building on the scriptures we already have. So in the initial set, you are the, the scriptures are about 17 words on average long. So they're fairly short scriptures. They're foundational. When we expand on that, we will be adding to those scriptures within that context. So you will know the next verse in that chapter you'll learn because we want to, we want to build, build from there. So we don't just want to take isolated verses from here and there. And we, we will, we'll also add scriptures, but we also, we also want to build on the verses we know so we can learn yeah. and, and, and more about the context of that one. Right. That is, that is amazing. With all of that said, what are kind of the age appropriate? What children would be most appropriate to start playing this? Oh, sure. Good question. Uh, so this is designed for ages for grades six through 11. So okay. anybody in, in preteen to teen, I think if you have a very precocious 10 year old, then you could, you could begin that, especially if you have an older brother or sister. Yeah. Yeah. My youngest, when we started playing early, early versions of this was eight. And he is now, he now manages our Light Raiders YouTube site <laughs> um, uh, and is an amazing kid, but he grew up from age eight on, on uh, the developing system. But uh, really abstract thinking is developed uh, on average somewhere around age 10. And so beyond age 10 is where we go. So we designed the system for, for preteen to teen. Great. Excellent. Excellent. Well, I know you guys have been working on this for five years which had to be so much work, but so much fun at the same time. It just sounds like, you know, you guys got to play together as you were developing this, which is just awesome. But through, you know, all this time in your rearview mirror, you've come to this spot where it's ready to go. What's next? Now, what happens from here forward? So moving forward, we have to, we, you know, we have to take this across the finish line. Okay. So, you know, we have spent five years developing the concepts, developing the writing, the game rules, bringing in artists. We have people like Dean Zachary, who worked on DC Comics and the Star Wars graphic wow. novels. And you have Kirk DuPonts, who if you pick up a, a Christian um, adventure book anywhere, there's a very good chance that Kirk DuPonts did the cover for them. He's one of the most sought after artists in Christian fiction, fantasy and sci-fi and even in, uh, in spy thrillers. So we, we've put together this amazing team, but now we've, we've got it to this point where we have to go into production and going into production is a very, very difficult thing. It requires a huge commitment upfront of, of money to put not a fine point on it, um, <laughs> uh, which means that we have to get pre-orders. So the way our path forward, uh, we've also actually been through a lot of different financial options in order to get this launched. We didn't just jump to crowdfunding. We do not qualify for a lot of small business grants and other things because we are not a 501c3. We're not, we're not a nonprofit. I think I got that right. Yeah. But we are also, but we are creating a religious product, which disqualifies us from, from getting almost any help at all. Yeah. And so we have to lean on the people that we hope to serve with this in order to get that help. And so we're, we're doing crowdfunding. Crowdfunding in this area is basically pre-orders. So okay. we will be launching on backer kit. We'll be taking pre-orders through that. We start our, our campaign on the 19th. We have a pre-launch page that's that's already up so people can sign up to get notified when we launch. And we're actually going to give big old 
discounts on the first 48 hours to try to encourage people oh, to, to jump in because that momentum yeah. helps us keep going. But anyway, so for 30 days, we're going to be accepting pre-orders. And if we can get enough pre-orders, that will enable us to go into production. And because we realize that a lot of like, if we, if we look at it, we've most of our newsletter and the people that, that are following us already are folks that we've met at your conventions and, and, and other conventions and spoken to. And we know from those conversations that probably 80% of, of our following right now is unfamiliar with crowdfunding. Yeah. And so there's yeah. a little bit of an uncomfortable place for them. Right. In the gaming community, it's very popular, but, but, you know, in the homeschool community, we, we're not sure what crowdfunding is. Um, and so right. that's going to be getting the word out, getting folks to understand that, yes, this is a pre-order. It's going to, it's going to, the product can arrive eight plus months down the road because we have to go into production, uh, complete all of the, we have completed the safety testing to know that we will pass, but then we have to yeah. redo safety testing for global and stuff like that. All of those things take time. And then to get the, the, uh, the products on our doorstep so we can ship them out. So right. it's going to be, once we get all the pre-orders, it's going to be an at least eight month process to get them out the door. And we want to get that going so that we can have it for folks for their fall curriculum next in 20, 2024. Oh, great timing. But anyway, so that's our next step is we launch on the 19th and we had, we're going to take 30 days of, of pre-orders to try to get this off the ground. Cindy and I uh, personally because we believe in this system uh, out of our own finances are going to match the first $10,000 of pre-orders so that we can try to get this going. Oh, that is that is really exciting. I do want to spend just a minute talking about crowdfunding because that is something that I was unfamiliar with. One of our dear friends actually is in gaming. He he and his wife and a lot actually a lot of their friends at our church and do a lot of fun stuff together. And it was through them that I learned about really what crowdfunding was. And it's so, it's so cool because you can actually get behind, show that you believe in what the producer is doing, get usually great deals on things with a lot of times some fun little extras and insights and behind the scenes stuff and just really neat ways to engage with what's coming. And then you're able to then help them get it across the finish line. You'll get it when it's done through production. It is a great system of actually bringing a community together over something that is beneficial to both and that will be enjoyed by both sides and allowing you to work together, which is just a, it's a great system. It builds great community. It helps you really show that you believe in the product that's coming or the, you know, in this case, I think that this would be a phenomenal thing to get behind because I believe this will be a tool that will be incredibly impactful for families all around the country, probably around the world um, as they make it accessible there. So just wanted to personally give a little bit of a nod to crowdfunding. It's a it's a really cool system that I, too, was unfamiliar with until probably two or three, four years ago. And there's a far, far better explanation than the one that I just gave. So <laughs> much appreciated. There. <laughs> well, you're welcome. You're welcome. See, I'm the novice that's talking about it. So sometimes that's better. <laughs> um, well, tell us we are running low on time. I want you to tell us how we can support you guys, what we can expect when we do. I'm going to link anything that you mention in the show notes so that it's real easy to get to. But I know that Light Raiders has more than just this Bible curriculum adventure system coming up. So tell us a little bit more about what other resources you guys offer for families and how we can find all of it. So everything can be found at lightraiders.com, including the this system. 
So there's a link in that in that page on our website that will take you to the crowdfunding campaign and an informational video there. But we are uh, waiting to produce. We have we have a, a board game for for younger members of the family that introduced this system, and then you can act, we have a card deck that uh, goes with that board game and goes with Light Raiders that can also be used as a verse of the day card deck. And then we have the novel series set in the same world, and then they also have my other Christian novels and novels that are available on that website. So a lot of resources, especially for teens and teen boys available there. And then the board game for younger members of the family, we are sold out of the card decks. Wow. So we, we, once we complete this crowdfunding campaign, then we will reproduce the, the card deck. And I think we only have four of the board games left. We did smaller print runs of those and every dime of, of those print runs went back into building light raiders. That was okay. the whole purpose of, of launching those things early. And we appreciate the supporters who, who, who did that for us, who bought them either at conventions or online or, or at their, their crowdfunding campaigns. And so we actually only planned to do one print run of the Bible verse memory card deck. We ended up selling out of two print runs of that. And then we sold out of the print run almost. We're down to four of the board game. So we do appreciate that. Unfortunately, we don't have a lot of those on the website to sell, but we will be restocking those once we make sure Light Raiders, which is the primary objective, is, is out and in the world. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's exciting. Well, I'll make sure that I give everyone the link to jump over there really easily to lightraiders.com and the link to get involved in your crowdfunding because I think that this is something that's very worthwhile to support, get behind, and then get excited about getting yours in and starting the next school year with this great, great resource as you're discipling and, and investing in the hearts of your kids. So, James, thank you so much for joining us today. It has been a pleasure. Oh, well, thank you very much for having me. It's been super fun to be here and to, and to chat with you all about it. Well, thank you. Thank you. To the rest of you, thank you guys for joining us today and spending your time here you know, we talk to you every single week about the fact that the Great Commission starts right at home. And as you are going for the hearts of your children, as you're giving them a foundation for their faith and preparing them well to walk through whatever doors God opens for them in the days ahead, teaching them to think biblically, to actually apply God's word to everyday situations is a phenomenal tool for doing just that. So I encourage you, check out this new Light Raiders adventure system. See how you can actually incorporate these things into your own family Bible time. I think that you'll find relationally as well as spiritually, it's going to be a great tool for you. So support their crowdfunding campaign. Then let's all follow along. Hopefully we'll see them at events. Hopefully you'll be there to see them at Teach Them Diligently in Pigeon Forge and Branson and be able to actually touch and feel and get to know all the things that they offer because all of it is very cool. So have a great rest of your day and I look forward to talking to you again real soon. Thank you for joining me today. It's my prayer that every episode of the Homeschooling Families podcast helps to strengthen your family by giving you biblical and practical ways to raise your children and educate them well. We'd love to engage with you more. So check out teachthemdiligently.net to find out about the resources and experiences we offer Christian homeschooling families like yours all year long. I want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com 
you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and a whole lot more. Mm-hmm.